0: Stay that way. All right. Who's free? Who in here is free? All right. Thank God for that, right? Stand up. If you're not standing, stand up. We are talking about gratitude today. Stand up. Stand up. Let's go. I need full participation. I will stay here and wait until you are standing. Everybody up on your feet. Thanks. I knew somebody would catch on to that. It was going through my head. I'm talking about gratitude today. Thankfulness, right? So who's thankful to be free this morning? Woo! All right want to read psalm 104 you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise come right into his presence with thanksgiving come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name so let's pray right now lord we thank you so much that we can be here together to sharpen one another to just be in each other's presence to be in oneness We thank you that we can come into your presence and we do so with much thanksgiving this morning. Lord, I thank you for everything that you're doing here today. I thank you for the boldness being released out of each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, be grateful you can take a seat now. (laughs) All right. So there's a there's okay, I do have to give you fair warning this morning. I'm going to be all over the place in different translations. So you'll have to bear with me. I didn't make it easy on myself by just putting it all in the notes like I should have. Yes, I do. There is a lot. Yeah. So fair warning. 're going to be, We're going to be all over the place it's going to be fun though I think it's going to be good so there's many reasons to uh, to talk about gratitude right so this is this is one of the biggest reasons it's a heart posture uh, toward a good and loving father right we should be thankful it's where we need to be we need to have a postured heart that has gratitude coming out of it and gratitude is a form of worship right you get to express. To God, how grateful and thankful for you are for everything that he's given for you, given to you and is doing in your life. right? We get to ascribe worth to Him through our gratitude, right? We talked about that last week. So this is the first spot where it's going to be, bear with me here. I'm going to read out of Hebrews real quick, but I want to read it from two different translations. So we're going to read Hebrews 12:28. It says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship and reverence and awe. That's out of the ESV English Standard Version. And then in the Passion it says. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender filled with awe. I think that's a great place to start when we're talking about talking about Thanksgiving. Because we are receiving an unshakable kingdom. The kingdom of heaven lives inside of you. It resides in you, and it is unshakable. You get to start there from that unshakable place. I I mean, is is anybody else excited about that? Let's show a little excitement this morning. I will too. Let's get excited. Come on. All right, we need to be intentional about gratitude, right? And, And particularly in prayer because we can get a little bit lazy in prayer, in our, in our gratitude, right? We kind of pray for the same things over and over again. And, and I've done this too, where it's just the same things that come out and there's no intention there. We have to be intentional about that. And so today there's four elements of gratitude that I want you to take away. I want you to walk away with, with these four elements. And the first one's remembering. You're remembering what God has done for you. Right? And also what he has spoken over you. It's important to remember both of those things what he's done for you and what he's spoken over you, because you need to partner with those things. The second one is telling, right? You got to tell others about what he's done for you and where he is taking you, right? That calling that's on your life, that big calling, you need to share that with people. The third one is showing. Right, you got to show God's glory to others. You need to show God's glory to others. Isaiah 49:3, it says, And he said to me, Israel, you are my special servant. In you, I will be glorified. In you, I will be glorified. It's important to know that. You know, while you are not part of that that nation, per se, from back then. You have been brought into the family, right? You have been brought into being part of the people of God. And he's going to show his glory to you. And we talk about this all the time, that you can't usurp God's glory. Thank you. You can't usurp that, right? But how... Are you going to display his glory if you aren't getting the attention of people? If you aren't getting the attention of the people in your community, in your city, and even the world, right? Because when you get their attention, now you have the opportunity to give glory to God. So, you getting glory is not a bad thing, it gives you a platform. It gives you opportunity, right? So showing God's glory to others. And the fourth one is offering. That's gifts of self, time, and resources. So you give of yourself, give of your time volunteering. the worship team, they're giving of their time and talents each week to share with you. And the last part of that was resources. You know, we always talk about resources in the church and usually that just means money but that's not all it is right there's so many other resources that you have available to you that you can share with people that you can give so just be creative with that all right so what are we typically grateful for what are those things that we're typically grateful for you know this is these the the lazy prayers i was talking about earlier food we're always thankful for food right i am I love food. Who else loves food? Anybody else? Okay, good. Glad I wasn't the only one. Shelter, right? Clothing. We're thankful for those things. Provision. We're definitely thankful for provision. But we don't always get specific about provision. So what are the things that we often overlook in our gratitude? Oneness. That's one that that we often overlook. Community, right? We have to be thankful for the community of people around us. Those ones that are going to be holding us accountable to who God says that we are. The ones that are holding us accountable to whose we are. Right? We got to show gratitude and express gratitude for our union with Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Being brought into union with the Trinity. You gotta be thankful for that. You gotta express gratitude for these things. Come on, right? Community, that this is one that I'm really big on being thankful about because it is one of the great gifts that God has given us. For all the things we've been talking about over the last month and a half to two months, being able to be in union with one another, having people to lean on, having people to share life with, share struggles with, that's a great gift. And and as I was preparing for this, I was reminded of a story that Angie has shared uh, many times uh, about a village, I think it's in Africa, where when a woman gets pregnant before she gives birth, she goes away, and she doesn't come back until she gets a life song for her baby. And then when she does, she comes back, she teaches it to the rest of the village. So when that child's born, if at any point in that person's life they get out of who that village knows them to be, they can surround them and sing that life song over them and pull them back into community. And it's, it's an amazing thing, and that's what we have that's what we have to share together right you hear who it is that God's saying that you are and you share that with everyone here you hear the big calling he has in your life you share that with everyone here the assignment that he's giving you right now share that with everyone here so that we can all hold each other accountable right so that when we see somebody not living in fullness, we can call them back up into fullness, right? Because that's what we do, right? We don't look at the dirt. We don't let things go. We'll call them out, but only so that you can come back into fullness. You have to look deeper at your expressions of gratitude. You have to. You can't just let it be something that you do just haphazardly, right? Be intentional about it. Look deeper at those things. All right, jump over to 1 Thessalonians here. All right, we're gonna read 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 through 18. It says, for God has not destined us to experience wrath, but to possess salvation through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. He gave his life for us so that we may share in resurrection life in union with him. You should be thankful for that. Somebody should be hooting and hollering right now. Come on, let's go. There we go. Wake up. Whether we're awake or asleep, because of this, encourage the hearts of your fellow believers and support one another just as you already have already been doing. Dear brothers and sisters, make sure that you show your deep appreciation for those who cherish you and diligently work as ministers among you. Each one of us is ministers amongst each other. Because at some point, every one of us is going to have to step up and call someone else back higher. For they are your leaders who care for you, teach you, and stand before the Lord on your behalf. They value you with great love. Because of their service to you, let peace reign among yourselves. That's important. That is very important that you let peace reign among yourselves. There's going to be a fence that comes up. Take hold of it. Look at it. Ask Holy Spirit to assess it with you And see what the fruit is from that. If it's not the good fruit from Holy Spirit, then it's gotta go. Eject that thought. All right, verse 14: we appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, to instruct those who are not in their place of battle. Be skilled at gently encouraging those who feel themselves inadequate. Be faithful to stand your ground. Help the weak to stand again. Be quick to demonstrate patience with everyone. Resist revenge, and make sure that no one pays back evil in place of evil, but always pursue doing what is beautiful to one another and to all the unbelievers. Let joy be your continual feast. I'm pretty sure you've heard that around here in the last couple of months. Last couple of months. Feast on joy, right? Verse 17, make your life a prayer, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. I absolutely love the last part of verse 18, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. So what is the significance of expressing gratitude? Why is it significant to express gratitude? All right, it's significant because it helps us remember what God has done for us. And that was that first element that I was talking to you guys about earlier remembering, right? Remembering what he's done for you, remembering what he's spoken over you. We're going to jump back to Psalm 103. That's a different psalm, but but I appreciate that. (laughs) Psalm 103, we're going to read verses uh, one through five. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. How could I forget the miracles of kindness that you've done for me? With all of that, how could we forget? This is why remembering is that first element of gratitude that I want you to take hold of. And It's also significant to express gratitude for those future things, the prophetic words that have been spoken over you. Right, you have to partner with those and pull the unseen into the seen realm. You can't just let these words that are spoken over you just run out of your mind. Just You can't let them just kind of slip away. You have to take hold of them, right? You have to partner with them. The person you know comes to you with a word, they release it over you, and from there, yes, release it. Release it on your people. And from there, it's up to you to now take hold of that, get with Holy Spirit, Talk to him. Ask him what it looks like in practice, right? What are you going to do with this word now? You've given it your yes. Now, what does it look like to partner with that and live that out? So you have to take hold of the opportunities that are presented to you. And that's what you're doing when you receive a prophetic word. You are going to then take hold of the opportunity that's being presented to you. And it's important to remember what those things are, right? It's important to remember what those words are because an opportunity will be presented for that promise to be fulfilled. And if you miss that opportunity because you don't remember the word, it's going to go away. And then you're going to be wondering, well, why doesn't anything ever happen? Why, why, doesn't, why, why are none of these prophetic words being fulfilled? we have a part to play in that and that's the partnering right so we have to remember these things so we can spot the opportunities and in that you know you get to you get to give glory to God it's always going to go back to that it's always going to go back to giving glory to God right have to remember both what God has done and spoken over us. I want to read Psalm 103, first five verses again, but out of the New American Standard because it gives you a little bit different perspective when you start reading other translations. It's fun, too. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Who pardons all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion? Who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle? I love this, who pardons all your iniquities? You know, you hear uh, about presidents when they leave office. They give out pardons. They commute sentences. It's important to understand what is happening with a pardon. A pardon's like, it never happened. right? If a sentence is commuted, that just means, okay, wherever you're at, it's done, and you can go now. But a pardon erases the record of any wrongdoing. Yeah, that is exciting. That is very exciting. It says, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion? So he's crowning you continually, continually with loving kindness and compassion. And I recently heard something interesting about compassion. Now, there's a difference between sympathy and compassion, right? You can sit with somebody in sympathy, but that leaves them in that place. Compassion grabs them and pulls them out of that, right? And that's what we do. We have compassion for one another. We pull each other up out of any messes, back up higher, right? That's what we do for each other. You know, another reason we need to remember what God has done for us and spoken over us is because there are going to be hardships, and it's significant to express gratitude to God even in the midst of hardships that you're going through. Because life is going to pre- present difficulties to us, right? Life isn't always fair. Things happen. And it's, it's hard sometimes to understand what is going on in the midst of all that. But we get to go back to and remember what God has done for us What he's spoken over us, because in those in those words that are, are being spoken over you, there's a promise there. That's a vital thing to remember that there is a promise there. And you have to remember what it is. You know, our response to hardships, it's what sets us apart from those who haven't been awakened yet, who haven't been awakened to the reality of what Jesus has done for them. That's what sets us apart. I know this is dangerous, jumping all over the place and and just kind of using random verses, but I'm doing it. I'm going for it today. All right. James 1, verses 2 through 4. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. There's some some key things to pull out of that right there. When you're facing difficulties, this is an invaluable opportunity for you to experience joy. Why? Why is that an invaluable opportunity for you to experience joy? Because you don't have to shoulder the burden of that, right? You've already, you're already starting from a place of victory because you are set in Jesus. So this is an invaluable opportunity for you to experience joy. And following that up in verse 3, when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. So you can see your faith being tested. And on the backside of that, it stirs up power within you. So when your faith is tested, you can't just be like, oh, and just be beat down. You can't just live beat down all the time. You can't just say, "Oh, everything is so difficult, so hard all the time." Nope. It's not a response. Right? We get to experience joy. We have an invaluable opportunity. Right? Let your faith be tested. Let all these things coming at you stir up power within you to endure all things. Right after that, again, it says, as your endurance grows even stronger, so now your endurance is growing stronger, what happens on the backside of that? It releases perfection into every part of your being being, until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Right? So we have an invaluable opportunity and hardships to grow, to experience joy, to allow power to be stirred up inside of us. Which is going to release perfection into every part of you. That's so good. You should be thankful for that. You should be expressing gratitude in the midst of hardships. We always go back to, you know, Graham Cook. When he he talks about this often, when he has a hardship come up, he's calling somebody. guess what? Guess what's coming at me right now? You know why he does that? It's because he's looking for the promise on the other side. And he wants to pull other people into that, into that promise, into what God is doing in his life. Because he knows it's not just for him, it's for everybody, because he gets to release that in his community. He gets to release that when he shares when he shares a word with people. So not only do you have an invaluable opportunity, but you also get to count it as a privilege to worship and express gratitude in the midst of a problem. It's a privilege to worship and express gratitude in the midst of a problem. Because we don't have to worry. We don't, we're not called to worry. Right? We're called to be kings. We're called to step in as kings and take dominion over things. Any of the problems that are coming up against us are just laughable. Bring them out into the light, share them with your community, share them with the people around you, and laugh at them. Find the promise on the other side. When you do that, when you bring things out into the light, it loses power. Darkness cannot exist, cannot coexist with the light. Right? Does everybody agree with that? Okay, good. Glad you agree with me. Thank you. So you get to identify the promise that God has made on the other side. We're going to jump over to Romans 8. Romans eight twenty eight. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. You've been called to fulfill his designed purpose. He doesn't have bad things for you. Every detail of your life is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good to you. I don't know about you, but that takes a big weight off my shoulders. It takes a huge weight off. It lets me know that when things come up, I don't have to worry about it. He's continually got me covered. Right? He's got nothing but good things for my life. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Love that. So what happens if we don't live a life of gratitude or when we don't remember what God's done for us and what he's spoken over us, right? Things like pride, envy, jealousy, the comparison game, you know, believing in our own strength or the strength of what we've built rather than believing God. In Second Samuel 24, David falls into this, right? He takes a census. All he does is he counts the people, right? Seems harmless enough, right? So what's wrong with taking a census? I mean, it was commanded in numbers to do that. When they were preparing to take the promised land, they were commanded to take a census. But when a census was taken, it uh, it was for the purpose of a draft, you know, in preparation for war. They needed to count all the people that could, that could come and fill an army. But at this time, they were at peace. So it wasn't necessary to take a census. I mean, Israel had at this time already expanded its territory and it's recognized as a power, right? People don't wanna mess with Israel at this time because they know what happens. They get defeated every time. So David was doing this you know, out, of, out of pride and ambition And counting the people, because he wanted to glory in the size of the army, right? And its power and its defenses. And that's where he went wrong, right? He put his faith in the size of the army rather than in God's ability to protect them regardless of the size, right? Regardless of the size of the army, regardless of the defenses and the weaponry they had. He didn't remember what God had done for them as a nation throughout time. He was forgetting what was spoken over him. I mean, we know there's a long line of tragedy that follows his sin with Bathsheba, right? But this was the one that really, really got him and really brought him down. So we need to remember. All right, everybody stand up for a minute. Everybody stretch out, right? Wake up. If you're multitasking, you know, or daydreaming, I just needed you to come back to me. That's all. You can sit back down. (laughs) You thought we were done. We're not done. I just needed you guys to... I want to read a psalm of thanksgiving to you from 1 Chronicles 16. And I really wanted you to hear it, okay? Because this this psalm of thanksgiving encapsulates those four elements of gratitude that we talked about earlier. The first one being remembering what God has done for you and what he's spoken over you, telling others uh, about those things, about what he's done and what he's spoken over you, showing God's glory to others, and offering the gifts of self, time, and resources, all right? All of that is in this Psalm of Thanksgiving. All right, so First Chronicles 16, we're going to start in verse 8. It says, O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, speak of all his wonders, glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Like we talked about a minute ago, Israel was given glory, right? They were recognized as a power throughout the known world at that time. Nobody wanted to mess with them. And so at that time, they could give glory to God for those things because they had the attention of people. verse 11 seek the lord and his strength seek his face con- face continually remember his wonderful deeds which he has done his marvels and the judgments from his mouth o seed of israel his servant sons of jacob his chosen ones he is the lord our god his judgments are in all the earth remember his covenant forever the word which he commanded to a thousand generations the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. He also confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the portion of your inheritance. When they were only a few in number, very few and strangers in it, and they wandered about from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no man to oppress them And he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day. Tell of his glory among the nations, his wonderful deeds among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. It's carrying over a theme from last week. Right, ascribing worth to the Lord. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in holy array. Tremble before him all the earth. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let them say among the nations: the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all it contains. Let the field exult in all that is in it. Then the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord. Who wants to hear the trees sing? I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For he is coming to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his loving kindness is everlasting. His loving kindness is everlasting. It never ends. His loving kindness towards you never ends. Then say, save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather us and deliver us from the nations to give thanks to your holy name, And glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for everlasting, even to everlasting. Then all the people said, amen. And praise the Lord. So be intentional and go deep with your gratitude. Don't just haphazardly stumble into gratitude and thanks. You come through his gates with praise, right? We read that right at the beginning and enter his presence with thanksgiving. Each and every day, be intentional about it.